podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. To be honest, don't really know what I'm doing. He was often a player that I would buy on Football Manager. That's it's already a terrible reason. From Jon Snow, Matt puts Dan's wardrobe to shame. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Look at him, the cat that got the cream. Ian Taylor said it was the worst thing he'd ever seen in his life. Monk, really, he's, what's he, I know Monk. he's manager. What kind of thing is Gary Monk. Five out of ten. I know, I haven't finished it. I cannot believe Gabby had Bonner Horse. That's crazy, that's isn't terrible. it? Yeah, we may well have lost listeners early doors again with a long, long-winded intro. Go, shoot. Hello, welcome to the Villa View podcast with myself, Dan Bardell, and Thomas Julian, my regular podcast buddy. How are you doing, Tom? <laughs> Not too bad. I always feel a little bit awkward when we start. Oh, I, I do as well. I start there As just you can smiling tell. like this. I never know what's going to come out of my mouth either when I introduce you. No. I sometimes introduce myself first, sometimes second. Make well, me first. I never, yeah. It's no, a complex no, no, no. thing, isn't it? No, no. I usually do it the correct way is to do you first, isn't it? But today I did it wrong. Oh. Let's not dwell. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be plenty of other things that'll go wrong throughout the podcast. We've we've already had one disaster before we've even started. Yeah, we. Uh, well, I was early. Yep, Tom, in the first time in podcast history, was half an hour early while I, while I was eating my dinner. Maybe I even more. Yeah, than I wasn't expecting him yeah. to be that early. And then unfortunately I left the camera gear in the car which my wife decided to take home from work without checking even though she knew it was there and so she had to come back and drop the camera equipment so we've been delayed because of me today but nice for Tom to be early makes a change well I accept your lukewarm apology there <laughs> it was lukewarm Dan, um, but it's not we're not the only ones that, where things have gone wrong this week are we really no it's not been a great week I'm not being too down I'm not too downbeat though I'm not too downbeat no nah not really I'd rather Cardiff hadn't won last night, but... Yeah, well, we'll get on to that as well, but none of the results... Well, I mean, The other results were good. The, the other results were good, you're right, and that, that... I mean, we've talked about this off-air, that kind of annoyed me more. It felt like we lost ground there. Yeah. Um, but... I took it the other way. You did. So you have... Thank God the results were like that, and we're not even further in the mire. Not uh, the mire. The is the wrong word, isn't yeah. it? But down. Yeah, and I think it's actually happened uh, in previous weeks I mean I mean this is football for one but it has happened where we've we've taken advantage of of other teams yeah. losing and us getting a draw or whatever when we weren't playing particularly well earlier on in the season as well so um yeah we'll get into the other results in a little bit but let's start um, where we left off last week we were looking forward to the Fulham game we were both of us were a little bit nervous and it proved proved to be right nerves in the end yeah, I mean, we won't go into the too much detail on the Fulham game as we already did a video mm-hmm. afterwards to tide us over until the podcast. The other reason is I had a fair few shandies that day. Did and you? My recollection of the game is not brilliant, but I've got enough. <laughs> I've got enough in my locker to, to talk about it. I think it just when I saw the team, I probably half expected it. Pretty much knew that Grealish and Adoma weren't gonna weren't gonna feature today. I mean, sorry, last weekend or Tuesday. So that was no surprise. To me, I wasn't sure what Bruce would do tactically. It's fair to say the team selection didn't really work in the first half against Fulham. Although saying that, it was nil-nil mm-hmm. at half time. But you've already got two of your best your best players missing. So then one of your other best players, Snodgrass, you've then moved him to the left yep. to move Al Mohamed forward into into the right, and you just you can't you're putting Snodgrass to the to the left. He's not the same player as he is on the right. So it's kind of like being without three of your best players. Yep. If, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. that wouldn't have been what I would have done. But we were more than in the game in the first half. And it's that old killer of second half kicks off and you concede straight away. And in the type of game it was, we weren't making many chances. So at that point, I pretty much felt the game was over, even at even at 1-0. And then Sam Johnston's made a horrendous 
error, the first error of the season <laughs> yeah. from him after having a, a great season so far. Very uncharacteristic because despite what people say, his distribution's pretty good, I think. I'm not saying it's the best in the league or anything like that, but I think it's more than adequate. Some of the stuff I've seen about his distribution since is completely off, in my opinion. It's just just one of them. It was quite, I thought it was quite alarming that one, it went obviously went straight to the Fulham guy, but there was not, no one was anywhere near him. Like no. no one, no one got anywhere near him. Like he said at the time, it felt like he had about ten years to pull the ball down and just knock, knock it into the net. I mean, it's a good finish. It is a good finish, obviously. But yes, yeah, a disaster. But as I said in the Fulham review. I never felt like we were going to get back into that game at 1-0, so I'd rather he made the error when it's kind of not going to cost us. I mean, that's a positive way to look at it. Let's go back. Positive goal. Yeah, let's look, go back to the Sessegnon goal for a second. He was one of the guys that we picked out. And, I mean, you don't get any points for that because everybody's talking about how good You do Ryan get points on fan score if you put in first goal scorer like oh, I did. OK. But I don't take much enjoyment from getting a opposition goal scorer right no but you did in the game nonetheless how did he look as a player to you he was obviously matched up against uh Twanzebe, which was an interesting decision i thought uh, you actually called that on the podcast on the preview sorry I? I think you oh, said that i made Twanzebe... a few good shout selection wise recently yeah, you did yeah. i mean it's worrying that you've called it bad selections and then that part wasn't bad he, he was our best player i was going to say that how did how did Twanzebe look against one of the best um wingers in the championship i think because we played quite defensively he stood out, and he was. I thought he was our best player pretty comfortably right. against Fulham. But then when you're at home and you're trying to play a bit more attacking the next game, he didn't look as good because he wasn't as good going forward as an, El- as an Elmo is mm-hmm. at right back. So, But Fulham game, he, I, I wasn't... I know Fulham are a good team, and I've seen them play, and they play lovely football, but I wasn't that impressed with them. I've heard a couple of people say that. Was that my phone that just went off? Oh, I think, my it, goodness think it might have been. Very, very unprofessional. I know, that is. You're having a shocker this evening, quite The roles have been reversed. (laughs) Uh, Still making notes, though, so I'm still delivering. Yeah, that's true. Um, He's thrown us. Thrown me wrong. Uh, I think what's thrown you is that it's not you that's done something wrong. That has absolutely thrown you. Um, But yeah, I wasn't impressed by Fulham. So I think Max Roberts was a, was another guy who said something similar. They're, but they have been impressive all yeah, season. Yeah, they're and, a good team. And they get results. And yeah. they seem to be managed well as well. They're unbeaten in 10, um, and not including last night's results. So that's actually 11 now they've stretched yeah. that to with the Derby. They've got a tough run coming up, though. But, I mean, they've already played Villa and Derby in that run. They've shown that they can mix it was with... Was it Derby? The... you sure they played Derby? Derby played Leeds last oh, night, Oh, goodness me. Oh, the mistakes. Bristol City, in. sorry. I knew Bristol it was a, a pro- I was looking at it. I was oh, dear. It. Um, Bristol City, sorry. So they drew that. So that's uh, unbeaten in 11. And that's two playoff teams already that they've taken four points yeah. off. So so they can do it. And they'll be getting more and more confidence. Whereas Villa come up against a, a playoff team in Fulham, don't do the job. Do you know, is, is that a concern for you? Not, not really. I think had we had our best eleven out there, yeah, yeah. I think we possibly would have could have gone there and, and won. If Fulham applied that, that against our best eleven, although I suppose the game would have been more open if our best eleven had been out there because we would have attacked a bit more. We we went, looked like we went there to me to sneak a one nil, right? If if we could, but Fulham are doing what they did last season. They 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 weren't really in the in the race at any point last season, and they came from nowhere and ended the season as the form team. Mm-hmm. So I'd imagine they're probably going to do a similar thing it, again. It feels like they've already started that a little bit earlier yeah. than they did last year. They've and got some good players. Sessegnon, they've done well to hold on to him for the last year. Mm-hmm. To be fair, Tom Kearney's a, a good player. He played against us. We weren't. I don't. I think we weren't sure he would whether he would play. No, or not. he's had a knee injury. But again, I didn't think any of their players really stood stood out as being 
great. Maybe they weren't at the races that day, but, they, but if they weren't, they still did enough to win. Well, and they could have added a couple of goals, couldn't they, towards the end when we were looking yeah. to push on a bit further forward and camera had a chance. Um, uh, Aiti, I think, maybe had another chance as well. I can't remember, mate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you had a better night after the game than yeah. during the game. But they dominated possession if you look at the stats as well and that kind of thing. So they, they ran out worthy winners. Oh, I've opinion. no complaints with us losing at all, just as I've got no complaints with the point against Preston. Well, let's go on to that one. Then how you were there, how, what, was the, what, what was the mood, first of all? I've, I've seen a few people saying that the mood was down from the very off. I have to be careful with what I say because I don't want to sound like I'm slagging off the fans which is someone who's heavily involved in a fan channel isn't a good idea but the atmosphere was rubbish from the, from the start yeah, it was just really downbeat and dead just because we'd we'd lost that that one game I mean, some of the stuff I heard in the in the whole upper from the fans even before we conceded just I wonder sometimes why people go to the football mm. and, what, and what they get at what they get at it I mean when you're hearing people tell John Terry he's a, lo- he's a load of rubbish but not in, a, in such a nice way you yeah. think have you ever watched football before, mate? Like from if, our own fans, we're yeah. seeing that, and that, that's just like one one person behind me who's not very bright. Right. But uh, it was just a negative. It was a, neg- a negative atmosphere. I tell me, and we didn't first half. We weren't at the races. We were terrible. We were terrible. So I understand from that that point that the atmosphere might not be great. But even, I felt like it was from minute one. It was like that a little bit, and I felt like it was just because we'd lost the last game. And people had forgotten about the seven games before that that we that we'd won in a row. And I do feel it's a bit, a bit like that sometimes at Villa. It's more that the negatives are jumped on, but actually there's quite a lot of positives in general. Mm-hmm. And I think when when we lose when we lose a game, that the automatic reaction is we're we're in crisis, we're in, we're in trouble here. And I don't think it should be like that. Like the when we scored, the atmosphere picked up picked up a little bit, but before that, it was not a nice not not a nice atmosphere at all. I didn't think. What did you make of Preston as a team? They're obviously ones that, that are similar um, kind of to Fulham last year, in that they're now pushing for the playoffs quite heavily. They look um, they look to be making a bit of a run. What did you make of them as a side? They were good, but I think we let them be. We let them be good yeah. at times. I thought Callum Robinson was really good. Up front, lively, good, good movement, led the line well. Could have been the kind of player that we could have, could have done with on the left flank, as everyone who can play there is injured. Former Villa man, at the moment, former Villa man who who was let let go. Yeah, or I think in the end he decided to go, but he was never really given a chance under any manager mm-hmm. at Villa, which which is a shame because I think he'd be a useful player now in the Championship. I'm not saying he could go on and play Prem, but he'd a useful player in the in the Championship for sure. But they they were good, they were good, Preston. But they, I think they'd only lost. One in the last sixteen or something, and had the fourth best away record in the league. So, the way the game was was no was no surprise to me. I think quite often the fans, some of the fans, not all the fans, because he's it, it a he's a minority. Some people go there and just expect Villa to naturally win, and the football doesn't work like that. It's not as simple as some people think it is. No, you, I mean. You're absolutely right with that. What did you make of the first goal? I, to me, it felt a bit weak. Sam Johnson came out yeah. to punch it, and then didn't really assert his authority when he probably could have dealt with it if there weren't defenders in the way how did you see that one I mean he's had definitely had better better weeks this season <laughs> yeah I'm not going to jump on him at all because as I say I think he's been fantastic mm-hmm. this season and I had issues with him la- last season the one problem the one little thing in, in the back of my mind is he had a run of errors last season right when he first came in so now obviously he's made two errors in two games so I'm hoping it's not going to be not going to now make it three and three and three because then he'll start naturally as a goalkeeper. I mean I think he's a confident lad, but you will start getting a bit jittery if he makes another mistake again, and the fans will start getting jittery mm-hmm. as well. That was one of the things I didn't like. Johnston uh, 
after the mistake and we'll come on to talk about the goal in more detail like you've asked me but mm. I've gone off on a tangent <laughs> so I'm going to have to carry on not a surprise he came out and caught the ball at one point during the game in front of the whole end and the, and there's just this this bunch of fans again are, that doesn't do doesn't do the keeper any good it doesn't do Villa any good I don't get what, why people do things yeah. like that I don't know what they think he'd achieved it's not going to make him play better is it no it's, if anything it's going to uh, make him play worse yeah so I d- cannot understand why people do things like that to their own team but I didn't think the first punch was was great. When you're a keeper, I I think he should have been trying to come out and clear everyone out there, and it felt a little bit feeble. I've I've talked about, being about Johnson from kind of set pieces and crosses before, and I felt a little bit worried by him. He, he's actually, I I think since since the turn of the year, markedly improved his yeah that in that area of the game, but. It, it was returning to form a little bit uh, against Preston. I still maintain he's the best goalkeeper in the Championship. I've not seen anyone play this season that I've thought, ooh, he's better than Johnson. I mean, I dug, him, dug my mate out in the review, Fulham review and I'm digging him out again at, at the Fulham game. My mate had a few too many sherbets as well, I think, Aston. <laughs> and he reeled off a list of six keepers he thought were better than Johnston. Oh, I don't know what he, what he was on. Do you remember, I mean, I know it's his own opinion. Do you remember fair. any of them? Fulham keeper Bettelini was one of them. John Ruddy was one of them. I've never thought John Ruddy was a particularly good goalkeeper. I have a soft spot for John Ruddy. He's from, uh, he's from my hometown. Yeah, but doesn't mean, <laughs> doesn't mean he's a good goalkeeper. Uh, he's he's a, from he, your, he is a good goalkeeper. He's from your hometown. He used to play at, at Cambridge and um, and was obviously very ra- yeah. highly rated then. Went to Everton. Aber- I'm not saying he's Aberdeen. a bad goalkeeper. I, think I, don't, think, I don't think he's better than Johnson. I, I, I'd rather have Johnson. I would agree with you. Yeah. Westwood at Sheffield Wednesday is a, de- a decent keeper. He's been good in the Championship for a number of years. But Stockdale? No. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> I wondered how many beers you'd had. I just need to make the. Level. No, I'm trying to think who the others were, but I can't. I can't remember. But that's the thing. Like, he's a good goalkeeper. He's had a bad week. Mm. Hopefully, he'll, he'll bounce back and, re- and rectify, rectify that. It's hard for a goalkeeper, isn't it? Because yeah. you make you make one mistake and that's a goal. You can make five or six good saves and nobody scores up front, and you're still drawing one all. In my opinion, he's changed more games for Villa this season. For the better, mm-hmm. he's he's cost us less points than he's than he's won us. Is that right? Yeah. Sorry, he's no. won us more. He's won us more yeah. points than he's lost us. <laughs> God, absolutely. Well, let's talk about the penalty for a second. We'll come on to to Graben's, um, well, obviously his first goal, but his introduction. I thought it was a soft penalty. I, I, At Bruce, the time, I thought it was soft. Bruce Bruce has said that he thought it was soft, and then he went back and watched the replays yeah, and said... Yeah, I'm the same. I'm of the same school of oh, thought. You, you think it is a penalty now you look at it I again? Think I, said, I said to my I mean, me and my dad were both saying at the time, it's not, not a penalty. Yeah. That is so soft. But then I did also think at the time, the Preston guy is stupid for making a movement towards him when he's not going to get the ball. Because yeah. you when you do things like that, you do run the risk. I mean, the referee was closer to it than the linesman, and the ref wasn't going to give it. Yeah. But the linesman decided it was a pen and gave it, and the ref seems to always go with the linesman. Yeah. In that situation, which is obviously very good, very good for us that that, that that's happened. But I, if it had been given the other way, I'd have been upset. Yeah, I think it's one of those where it could have gone either way, and probably more likely goes the way of the defender. We've had a lot of penalties this season, to be fair. Yeah, but I think most. But then I think of the refereeing performances in general against us, and I've thought most have been dire. Yeah. So maybe we deserve a bit, a bit well, of last one, one of that wasn't. You've been quite popular. Uh, you've been quite positive. The ref against Blues was very good. Yeah. I thought. He was very, very good. Yeah, last couple. I can't remember whether the Fulham ref was any good or not. <laughs> in all honesty, uh, Preston, Preston ref wasn't great. What did you think of Graben in general when he came on? Good, considering he's playing on the right, right midfield, which isn't really his position. I thought he just hassled and harried and 
was wasn't afraid to have a shot. He just g'd us up, g'd us up a little bit, gave us a bit, a bit more directness. And he obviously Davis was on there as well, who you can go direct with. And Bruce said himself, that's what we did in the second half. I'm not sure blaming the pitch. I would go along with because Preston were playing on that same pitch and they looked okay. Well, we'll talk about the pitch a little bit later on. How do you think the, the tactics are going to work out for the uh, the trip to Sheffield Wednesday then, if we are still missing Adoma and Grealish, which it looks likely that we are? Yeah, I think um, we'll be without both again. Bruce expects Snodgrass to return. Snodgrass went off um, with illness. Yeah, that but, was an ideal. But um, we expect Snoddy to be back for, for the trip to Hillsborough. We need as many people as we can get back. Yeah. I mean, it's a shame Andre Green's injured at this point as well because he would have been a good person to put in for a dome. He'd have been a natural replacement for mm-hmm. him, a bit of pace on the flanks. And I think that's the our main issue at the moment. I mean, obviously having your best player, in my opinion, and your top goal scorer out is a problem and would be a problem for every team in this league. No one would be, be as effective with, their, with that, those two kind of players. Missing? Well, missing our creative nucleus yeah uh, not just the goal scorers but the goal creators yeah and you've got last season's top scorer missing in Codger yep. who can play left midfield as well Yeah, you've got Green missing who can play left midfield he was your young player of the year last year mm-hmm. so whoever we put on the left flank you're probably not thinking at any point in the season you'll get down to your fifth choice left midfield I mean Burke applied there on um, on Tuesday which, I, to be fair, I, that was what I said he should do because I wanted to see Onama play in the middle. But he, he wasn't effective out there. I, don't, I, don't, I thought that was his position, but apparently he said that left midfield isn't his position. He's a central midfielder. And I think we've, we've seen since January that central midfield, he's made that his well, position. Well, Anchorman's definitely his position now, yeah. playing, playing that role. I mean, I know there's a question about Connor coming in, so we'll talk about him then, but he Callum. got put, No, Connor Horahan. He got pulled at half-time. But in all honesty, anyone could have got pulled. I think it's harsh to single him out because I, I, I didn't think Yednat was playing well. I thought Yednat was looking slow when they were running rings around him in the first half. And I think Connor's trying to pass, trying to get the quick passes away, and there wasn't much movement. So he's getting the ball, trying to trying to release it quickly, creatively, and there isn't any movement in front of him. Hogan was isolated mm. again, as he seems to be when Jack doesn't Jack doesn't play. So we were kind of go, going back to old problems mm. a little bit, but apart from Alan Hutton. I don't think anyone played well in the first half. Alan Hutton had an absolute rocket, didn't he? Yeah, he almost had a opened his account in um, wonderful. I think he's going to score before the end of the season. I hope he does. Anyway, because it would be a good send send off for him. I mean, Chester ran him close to man of the match in the second half. Chester made—I don't know if it was on the highlights that you've seen—but Chester made an absolute goal-saving block. Mm. Can't remember if it was two 0 or one one at the time. Sorry, if it was one 0 or one one at the time. Yeah. But he was an absolute heroic block in second half. He repelled. Because I don't think I don't think Terry had his best game. Terry was either. actually um, as roundly criticised as I've seen Terry be criticised in a Villa shirt. And uh, yeah, what what was your opinion of him? Again, I think they were all pretty bad. Yeah, I, don't, I think it's harsh to single anyone out because yeah. I think they were all pretty bad except Rallen Hood. Mm. Well, we'll come on to in a separate video. We'll do the the Sheffield Wednesday preview. But there's a lot of positions that appear to be a bit up for grabs this this weekend especially with injuries, but with form as well. You know, you're looking at someone like Hogan, um, who hasn't scored in a couple of games now, and, and Graben obviously took the penalty, was lively. He, Keenan Davis as well. We'll be looking for a... Davis is injured now, I think. He, got, he, went, he was hobbling at the end. I think oh, he really? twisted his ankle, so I don't think he'll make the weekend. So that's another injury yeah. to add. Wow. To be fair to Hogan, it's not like he's been missing loads of chances in those two games. I think he had a half chance against Fulham that he put over the bar. He hasn't had him. There's just no, just no chances without Jack and Adoma. The, the Fulham chance I think you're talking about 
Was it the the ball from Birkin Bjarnason down, down the wing? Quick ball in and he hit it first that, half. That was an absolute second half. A great effort. Yeah, and, and I've not seen it back. Yeah, it was, it was brilliant. It, like to to turn and shoot. I'm surprised like that. I remembered it, but yeah. <laughs> well, it was obviously that good. Yeah. Um, well, let's look at the championship. Unless there's anything else you want to touch on from the uh, either game. No, I've probably alienated myself enough with the fan criticism. So, I, it's, it's an I know there's a lot of people that agree with me. Right, let's let's get into it before before we go into look at, at the championship because you're right, it is a fan channel, and this is this is run and by it, fans for fans. And it's not a criticism of all the fans, as I'm saying, it is a minority. But it's one of these subjects that we get almost every week. What's what's up with the atmosphere at Villa Park? What's what can we do to improve it? And it starts with the fans. I think the atmosphere at any stadium is is based on on fans and getting behind the team. And we, we've talked about that before. And people were all about getting up for it. And in January, that seemed to be all positive. But as soon as we get some negative news or some injury uh, updates, it seems to be heads down and we're, we're in a bit of a slog again. It's just every pass, every misplaced pass is met with universal groan. From those, from the minority, it's met with groans. And when you look at how they... I know it's a derby game and I know it's completely different. So... In a way, it's pointless me saying this, but you just look at how the atmosphere was against Birmingham, and then you compare it with what the what the atmosphere was from the off against Preston. It's just it's just two, like two different grounds, mm. and I just wish it was. I wish it could be. When I was a kid, under Little and, and Gregory, I remember the place was all, always bouncing. There was always a good, always a good atmosphere. The play, every player would have would have a song, and I think now in the Championship, because we're Aston Villa in the Championship. I've said this before on the podcast. When we're winning, it's almost like it's just that's what we should be doing. It's expected. And as I say, football is not that simple, and the championship is definitely not that simple. And when we're when we're not doing well, it's like it's an absolute disgrace, and everyone's everyone's outraged. And I just I just think it shouldn't be like that. That's not not how I think support should be. Do you think other clubs are like that? I've, Probably. I've always, I've always kind of wondered this. Yeah. Because Villa aren't, aren't isolated in that fans expect a little bit more. I mean, I do a lot of work in in my career with, with Manchester United and, and Manchester United fans are obviously very demanding as well because they've had such high yeah, expectations. Yeah, they're not doing what they th- probably think they should be. Yeah, and, and Not to the extreme of us though. But it's, it's kind of similar. I mean, Manchester United fans should think that they should be winning Champions Leagues, Premier Leagues. We should be in the Premier League. Yeah. And, and I guess... But you have no divine right to do anything. That's the problem. Exactly right. And you're, we're only going to get back there if we're a proper club. And it feels like we've been like that. And we were a proper club for seven... seven. Even after but, the Fulham game, everyone, the fans applauded off. It was great. Like the players came right. over, and I was thinking, oh, there'll be a few boos here now. And you could see the players were a bit reluctant to come over because they'll have come over and been booed in the past, without a doubt, when they've lost. But that you could see they were uplifted by the fact that the fans were clapping them off, and because they knew they hadn't played well as well, they'll have known that they didn't have a good game against against Fulham. But they were, you could see they were buoyed by the fact that the fans cheered them off, clapped them, thanked them for their efforts. They thanked the fans. Great. And then, as I say, from the off against Preston, it just felt negative. Mm. It felt really... I mean, people will say that they, that they felt the team selection was negative and, and stuff like that, but we've got a lot of injuries. There's not only so much so much you can do. I was going to say here, Keith Price says, do you think an uninspiring team sheet contributed to the flat atmosphere on Tuesday and would O'Hare's inclusion uh, help to lift it? But we knew O'Hare wasn't going to be playing because we knew he played the night before. Played the night before, yeah. And also, I've seen a lot of people say just swap Jack for O'Hare, but to me it doesn't work like that because Jack isn't playing as a number 10. He's been playing arguably the best football since he's been at Villa. 
with the exception of, of, of Tim Sherwood, when Tim Sherwood first came in and he r- ripping it up at Wembley. Mm. But he's not play- Jack's not playing as a number 10. He's playing as a central midfielder. I don't think you can throw O'Hare in. If we're going to stay with that formation that's worked well, I don't think you can throw O'Hare in a, in a central midfield role. I don't, I don't think he's got the stature for it. He runs his socks off and he'll give it a good go. But I think it's just... I don't think he's quite ready to start championship games. And that's just my opinion. I'm not saying anyone else who says, who says that he is, is wrong. I'm just saying that's my opinion. I don't think that he's ready to start championship games. I think he's, t- he's too raw. And I saw it Was with... Grealish not too raw, though, when he nah. started a couple of years ago? Well, you can say that, but then in his fourth or fifth game, he was tearing up Liverpool at Wembley. So Yeah, but O'Hare can only tear, tear it up if he's given the chance to. Yeah, if we were playing 4-2-3-1, I'd say maybe he's worth a go. If, and we play him as a number 10, because that's his position. Asking him to play central midfield, if you'd have asked Jack to play central midfield at that point, he wouldn't have been able to do it, mm-hmm. and he wouldn't have performed to his best. And I think that's what would happen with O'Hare. I mean, Davies came on in the second half, and he put put himself about, but he's very raw still. His decision-making is, isn't great at times. I mean, he had a chance to put Bjarnason through, mm-hmm. and he overhit, overhit the pass, so he gets things wrong, and it's, it's to be expected to me. He's still, it's still a kid. I, I expect that, that they will make mistakes, but then he does that, and people, are having a, people at the ground are having a go at him. Onam must be only 20, and he's become the biggest scapegoat since Ashley Westwood. Well, on that, Villa Mad says, Dan is obviously a fan of Onama, but I would love to know what he's seeing that I'm missing. Unless it's a contractual thing, then he should never be in front of O'Hare. Play your own youth, not someone else's. What do you make of that? I, I get the point of view, and I get, I get what you're saying. I mean, me and Villa Mad don't agree on a, on a lot of things. We never have mm-hmm. a, any arguments on Twitter, but we always seem to see, <laughs> see things differently. Yeah. I'd say Onama is ahead of O'Hare in his football development. And you were there at QPR away. How good was Onama that day? Uh, he, yeah, he ran the show. He was our best player that day, Onama. Yeah. And he's had good games. He scored a few goals. And again, but he's raw as well, but he's ahead of O'Hare in his, in his football development. So he's going to play ahead of him at this point. Ideally, O'Hare wouldn't be at Villa at the moment. He'd be on loan somewhere playing every single week. Well, like when Jack went to Notts County. But because of the stupid rules, we're too reluctant to do that. Because if we had an injury crisis... We'd need him and you can't call him back. It feels so the bit, rules have done us over a little bit. But it feels a bit like we're, we're going to hark back to November, December when you and I were sitting here in, in this booth and we were talking about how players like O'Hare, um, uh, Green, I know Green was injured, but, but other young players weren't even getting on the bench and it feels like there's a bit of a missed opportunity to yeah, give get, them minutes. I get that and that I completely agree with. There was a bench picked a few against Blues that there was much more use in putting Hepburn Murphy or O'Hare or Davis, I don't think, made the bench that day on there than having Whelan and there was someone else. There was three people that could basically play defensive midfield yeah. on the bench, so right. you could have put a more attacking player on the bench, but we won that game. It didn't really matter. So I, I agree with that. There's a chance to have these people on these people on the bench, and if Davis is injured, I'd expect to see O'Hare or Hepburn Murphy mm-hmm. on the bench at the, the weekend, but I just don't like all this scapegoating. I don't... Yeah, especially at a time when we're doing well, I get I get it. When things aren't great, there's always going to be a scapegoat. But in general, things are very good still. Mm-hmm. We're in no way in a disaster zone, and it's that thing again. We haven't won for a couple of games, but in three, four weeks' team, Cardiff might not have won for a couple of games. That is how the championship is. We did that podcast before Christmas, and we were probably too low yeah. with what was going on because we then went and won seven games, and that could quite easily happen again. Yeah, the league's ridiculous. Someone said something on, on Twitter about 
just wait till the end of the season, judge at the end of the season. Cause, I think Steve Bruce said that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, someone else has said yeah, it. I, know, I, know. I think maybe it was Dolan said it to us yeah. on a private messaging earlier, but it's where you end up in May. Yep. It's not about where you are now. Okay, if you keep yourself in touch with, with second, obviously that's more beneficial. And we are in touch. We're closer than we ever could have hoped to have been a few uh, a month ago or two months ago, in my opinion. All, all is not lost just because you don't win for a couple of games. Obviously, if you, we got another four, five game, six game streak of not winning, then okay, there's problems. But I look at the circumstances of the of the loss and the draw, and I got stick off someone for saying that the Preston point in the end was a good point. I, I'm not saying drawing Preston's acceptable. I'm saying in the context of the game where we did not play well, that we, is a that is a point earned. And we're missing a few keepers. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. They're on good form. After in the in the story of the game, that's a good point. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, let's have a look at the championship table. We'll go back on to Callum O'Hare because there's a few few more things that I think uh, various people on Twitter. It's been a big talking point, hasn't it, over the last yeah. few days? Um, so the championship table is as thus: uh, Wolves still still at the top, unsurprisingly, but Cardiff move into second uh, now, four points ahead of Villa in third. They um, they beat Ipswich last night, uh, and they also. How did they get on beforehand? Uh, oh, they won. They you refer Middlesbrough to as your well. notes. I have to. I have to. I printed to be it fair, out. I couldn't remember what uh, the result was at the weekend. There have been so many games in the last week. Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost impossible. It's a good job you actually have those notes. I give Tom a lot of stick for the notes, but they do, <laughs> they do come in handy. I've even printed off two tables, one of which is redundant. One now. with a big line through it. Yeah, well, I don't want to look at that one. Some nice use of the pink highlighter as well. Yeah, over well, there. they're, they're yeah. important games. you know. Uh, so Derby, Fulham and Bristol City make up the rest of the... Uh, rest of the playoff picture and it was an interesting one last night wasn't it because Fulham and Bristol City obviously drew against each other Derby also drew Wolves drew and Cardiff were the only ones to really make make ground in the midweek fixtures and Cardiff have been around the autos all season Neil Warnock's a canny manager oh he is I don't like him but he's a very good uh, manager at this at this level he's got the best out of that, Card- that Cardiff side and as I say they have st- they've been around second place all season whereas we've kind of slowly made our way up there they've consistently been been there it feels like us Derby Fulham we've all risen to get to that position but I do feel like they've kind of been consolidated there the whole time frustrating thing is if you look at it Wolves have drawn their last two games and you know you, you can't win them all so so expecting Villa to go nine unbeaten is unrealistic only Chris Dolan ever says that we go that Poor long Dolan he's going to rue the day he ever, <laughs> yeah. made those outlandish predictions but it, you do look at those and it's it's just only natural I think for fans to go oh that's four points where we could have caught up with them in yeah. in that situation and it is true but you can't expect to go out and win every game, especially tough games against Fulham. Preston are ninth, and they're they're climbing. They're only uh, three points off the playoffs. I mean, now. they were seventh at the time when we played them. They've dropped down because I think Middlesbrough and Sheffield United won. Uh, actually, they weren't. They were ninth according to my previous oh, one. Okay, sorry. But, uh, now that might even be wrong. Actually, I'm sure they were seventh, but never mind. No, you might be right actually because that was after. Oh, I don't know. I'm no, not forget sure. it. I think, I, you're, I, think, I think you're right actually. <laughs> For once, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm smashing. You're on, you're tonight. on fire tonight. Uh, but yeah, so it's a. It's a very, very close. Don't get too high with the highs. Don't get too low with the lows. I think See where we are in May. That's what we've been preaching ever since. Uh, a few people blaming the bobbly pitch, Dan, for, for poor performances on Tuesday night. What did you make of the pitch, firstly, with your own eyes? I thought it was better than it has been in previous weeks. It's, it's definitely not in its peak condition, and it hasn't been for a while. But, but we found out that it, it should have been... Uh, 
Usually pitches get replaced after 10 years, but ours was so good we left it. And it's now been 12 years. It won awards, didn't it? It won Pitch yeah. of the Year. Uh, is that two last, years in a row? Last season in the Championship. We had the best pitch in the Championship last season. Yeah. So they've kept they've kept it. That's fair, fair enough, it, fair enough, isn't it? The weather has been fr- a bit freakish. Yeah. There's been a lot of a lot of rain, more snow. Yeah, cold than usual. And then hot. So it's going to yeah. it's going to affect the pitch, but I don't th- I don't think it's a big as big a deal as some would make out. No, and uh, as you mentioned earlier... Preston played okay on it. Exactly right. Um, yeah, Bruce was the one that was saying it was affecting our style of play, but I don't like I don't like to hear those excuses particularly when when two teams have to play on it. We'll, we'll go to a lot worse pitches and we'll play better than that. So I mean, we've only been playing out-and-out attacking football for the last month or so. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like we've been playing that way, that way all season, is it? Yeah. We've been very workmanlike for a lot of our wins. Yes. So I don't. I, I'm not having the pitch stuff. No. I'm not having it. No. All right. Let's move on to something. Um, well, as we kind of talked about earlier, the call. Let's for... move on to something we've already talked about. <laughs> That's basically what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're running out of context because there's nothing to talk about this week. Uh, there is a lot oh, to yes. talk about. I was going to say yeah. it's banter. Oh. All right. Banter. You know. I don't like that word. Do you not? Nah. Why? I don't know. It's an overused word, isn't it? Is it? Overused, friendly banter. It's an overused term. But that's what this is. Okay. Is that what we've built the podcast on? Friendly banter. Yes, agreed. Uh, Callum O'Hare. So, uh, very impressive in the 6-1 win over Wolves for the under-23s. I must admit, I just watched the the highlights of that one. I wasn't... I haven't seen them. Wasn't there. Yeah, they were uh, were online. I got them on Facebook. People knew you weren't going to have been there, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Just have to make sure. Um, everything, uh, Everything went through... O'Hare, um, and the game was watched by Agnew, Clements, and Walsh. Does that make a difference? Do you think to his chances of starting on Saturday, or even featuring on Saturday? You would think if the coaching staff thought he was ready, he would have played. He would have started at some point already this season, or been on the bench more. Mm-hmm. They obviously don't think he's quite ready, and they're the ones that see him every day. Mm-hmm. They're the professionals, not me, not me and you, not anyone else. On Twitter, so you would think... I know, obviously, we never agree with everything managers do, but stuff like that, you'd think they'd know if O'Hare was ready. I, you could very well see him on the bench on on Saturday. There's been calls for him, and we are decimated mm. by injuries, attacking player-wise. So, yeah. I don't even... Don't People say you should start in the next game. He's never going to jump up from not being on the bench to starting. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So... The best he well, can think, hope for is the bench. I think. I think the Birmingham Mail, if I'm not mistaken, have them in, have him in their starting lineup. Do they? Yeah, it's quite an odd. I think they've gone for Davis O'Hare, well, Davis and they grab him on the grabbing on the left. I'd have grabbing on the I'd have grabbing on the left. That's yeah. what I'd do. Yeah. Personally, well, we'll get into that on, yep. the, uh, on the old preview. In the preview, uh, Chris Harvey says, "Do you think Onoma should be below O'Hare and maybe uh, Lansbury in choice for playing as well?" Well, Lansbury's kind of the forgotten man of this Villa team at the moment. Well, he's on the bench, wasn't he? He hasn't been fit all season, so he's not going to be he's not going to be match fit. So again, he's not going to just come in and play. Mm. It's not going to happen. But then I suppose people would say, well, he should be playing for the under twenty three there, which I would be inclined to agree with. But he's he's, like, he's a different type of player to a a Grealish and a an O'Hare for me, Lansbury. That he's more of a a Connor type type of player. And I'd, I'd personally, from what I've seen of them both, I'd, I'd pick Connor. Yeah. Yeah, again, I think Hurahan was missing from the Birmingham Males lineup. I don't know if they'd dropped him or I think that'd be very whatever. harsh. Yeah, I, I would agree. And Connor Hurahan was one of the players that really stepped up in the early part of the season. He's uh, we've talked about him before, but 
he's obviously been a part of the the footballing cog that's worked so well yeah. going forward and and that has to be an equal partnership between uh, Snodgrass, Jack Grealish. They can't all stand out all the time. But it does... To, we, not to over-dramatise the point, maybe, but we kind of need somebody to step up now and, and take Sheffield Wednesday by the horns, especially if it's going to be... Uh, if you're going to bring in players that aren't as experienced, you need somebody who's going to lead this team. But to me, that first 45 minutes... Again, no-one had a good game, but you're saying against about... Against Preston. Against Preston. If you're saying, like... I bet if you look at the running stats that 45 minutes, I bet Connor ran more than anyone else. Right. He shuts he shuts people down. He gets in your face quickly. I think sometimes people really do, do look at things a bit, a bit simply, if that's a word. Is simply a word? <laughs> I'm not sure. No. Simplistically? Yeah. Yeah. Go on. So we're all talking about we miss, we're missing Grealish. Right. We miss Grealish. We need him back. What, do you not think his central midfield partner misses having him, having him in front of him? Does it not then affect that player? Totally. Well, this is what I'm talking about. The the It's not just one player who's made Villa a really good team. Yeah, it's a cog. Yeah, it's a machine. Everyone's a cog yeah. you know, in what was a well-oiled machine. Yeah. So Connor's, Connor's getting the ball. And as I said earlier, there's no one's passed to. There's no there's, there's not the movement of Grealish. There's not that fluidity that was there because Grealish and Adoma are missing. So it's bound to affect people. It's bound to affect other players. Mm-hmm. As well, they're bound to suffer by the by those players not missing. I mean, the te- the teams picked aren't the, aren't the most haven't been the most fluid, really in the in the last couple of games. So the people that have been doing well, it is it is going to affect them. Mm-hmm. But Connor's got eight goals this season from from yep. central from central midfield, and a lot of the time, I mean, only recently is in the last se- the seven game winning run. That was the only time I really remember him and the Norwich game at home being given any kind of freedom. He sacrificed himself for the team the entire season because he's been playing as a defensive midfielder, which isn't his game. And as a result, I think his defensive game has improved. But he's sacrificed himself for the team the whole season. Mm-hmm. So we've got eight goals. He's actually quite impressive. Yeah, because he's not played. Been playing as a box to box for the majority for two thirds of the season. I'd argue. Yeah, and we didn't we we didn't find our system until fairly halfway through the the first half of the season. That's a quarter of the way. I'd argue we only found it seven games ago. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess we went unbeaten in November, didn't we? We, we? we were starting to work, but I guess maybe that was a different system. But we weren't playing, yeah, yeah. and we weren't playing as nice football as we did over that seven-game yeah. winning, winning run. It's like again, people give on him, are giving on him a stick, but a lot of the time he's coming on as a sub or he's playing, he's playing left midfield. Mm-hmm. Well, you saw that video of when he was linking it with Grealish in the I think it was the Burton game when he came on a sub and they were passing the ball between each other. Look, lovely football, lovely movies, a good footballer. On him, but it's the it's the same thing. There's nothing going on around him. What's he? What's he going to do? Yeah. He's not going to run the whole into the pitch and score himself. Yeah. So these these players being out is affecting the players that are picked. It's, it's inevitable. Yeah, of course. Well, a supercomputer. So, sorry, Dan. sorry, sorry, sorry. All oh, right. So you, we probably need, so we there. probably you killed it with those two missing. We probably do need to find a different formation. Ideally, we need a formation that doesn't involve having a left winger because we haven't got any. But the only way we could do that really is by playing three at the back. Or playing a narrow diamond, but I don't think we can play a narrow diamond because I don't think we've got any uh, fullbacks that can maraud as effectively as we'd need well, them to. I, I don't we know. Could, we, I suppose we, we could actually. Maybe that's the answer for now. Yeah. Play a narrow diamond and just not, don't have any. But then where's Snodgrass going to play? Yeah. Number ten. I don't know. It's hard, isn't it? It's yeah. hard being a football manager. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't envy him. I mean, he's getting paid a lot of money, Bruce. And we should remember at the moment, Bruce has got a lot going on. Yeah. With his family life, he's having an absolute terrible time mm. of it at the, at the moment so he's probably not there a lot of the time either which is again it's going to affect things yeah and 
I mean that 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 is life, unfortunately, isn't yeah. it? Some things are bigger than football, and uh, and that is one of them. Um, this is a bit a bit lighter on this one. Good enough. That must have getting a bit het up. We need to, don't we? Uh, a supercomputer has predicted the table. Do you know where it's put us? Yeah, because you told me. Ah, I did, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you never play along with the, uh, no, I'm the not, mystique. I'm not an actor, Tom. I, no, like to, I like to keep it natural. Uh, the supercomputer. Not like you in, what were you in? The Bill. Wolf. The Bill. And EastEnders. Not Wolf. I don't know where I got that from. <laughs> never got used to work here that was in Wolf. What's Wolf? You never saw him. You're probably too young. It's a programme about a boy that kept turning into a dog. Great theme, tune it out. Go on, sing it. It was just good. Was it on? What was it on? It would have been on like Children's ITV. Oh, I never watched Children's ITV. No, no, it's just like the white. You weren't allowed white white clothes. Yeah, like, you'll watch pure BBC, Thomas. Oh, it was just BBC was the choice. Well, you can change the channel, Tom. But if I you were on your own, did you not ever think? <laughs> oh, I wonder what's on these other three channels. Oh, trouble! <laughs> yeah, get that. No, no, you never had a skybox in your house. We we You'd did been in all kinds of trouble. We did, but ITV was just never a choice. It was BBC or I don't know Nickelodeon. Okay, fair enough. Nickelodeon was good. There's some yeah. good stuff on that. Anyway, back we, in the day, we seem to have digressed somewhat <laughs> yeah. again. I've still um, not heard off your mum either while we're talking about your family. I don't know if she's caught up with the podcast since she's got back from holiday. She's got to get a shirt. She doesn't subscribe. She just, uh, she just. That's to be fair, it is my mum. But my she, dad. Does. She listens every week, but I think she's got to get her on the subscriber. Yeah, get her on the subscriber list. I've asked her to um, write us a review. Tell her we'll make a VIP. Not sure what you get when you VIP. There is no other VIPs, but. I'll think of something. Can you make people... Oh, no, goodness no. me. Right, let's get back to the supercomputer, for Sorry. goodness sake. Um, unsurprisingly, the supercomputer has confirmed Wolves as champions. I don't really know... It's good, this supercomputer, isn't it? 105, 105 points. points probably raised, which, is, which is pretty big. Uh, the reason I brought it up was one of the questions we got on Twitter was uh, from Andrew Rankin, who... Um, has, has put some effort in here. He says, with 13, that one. with 13 games left, it looks like we'd need 90 points to go up in second. With Cardiff, Derby uh, and Wolves fixtures still to play, is every other game a must-win starting Saturday? And then he said, uh, he's kind of listed the uh, previous second place, so 93 points for Brighton, Middlesbrough 89, Watford 89 and Burnley 93. The supercomputer has Derby finishing second with 88 points. You know what, before I saw that, 88 was the number I had in my head for second. Really? Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, Villa, according to this, uh, will finish on 87, and then Cardiff, Fulham and Bristol City make up the rest. Well, that they would have, be very upsetting. They have Sheffield United falling off a little bit, down at 73, uh, ninth with 73 points, which I would say... Well, I, I mean, I don't know what goes into a supercomputer uh, to, to make this kind of stuff. Normal. But it, this is going to go down to the wire. Do you think 90 points we have to reach, or do you think 88 I think is if you threshold? get 90, you'll definitely go, get, go up in second. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to be a t- tough ask to get that. 105 points is a lot, isn't it? Yeah, well done, Wolves. Because yeah. they'll undoubtedly smash the 100-point barrier because yeah. they've been so consistent all, all season, to be fair. God, so that has them how many points? 12, 13, 17 points ahead of second, Wolves. Mm. That's a good season, isn't it, if it comes up? It's not bad. Uh, if you're interested, the uh, teams that went down would be Ooh. Burton, Sunderland and Birmingham City. Birmingham City on the same points as Barnsley, but um, but conceded 11 or 10 goals less. Yeah, that five goals, against, goals, uh, that five goals against uh, Brentford that they shipped the other night. Yeah, didn't help. No. Don't do well, the t- Birmingham, Birmingham teams, when they go to Brentford, do they? No. <laughs> no we have trouble there as well. It's a bogey place. Isn't and it? Fulham is. That's yeah. another thing. We can't. I've been there, as I say, I've probably repeated myself a hundred times now, but I've been there five times, and the best I've seen is a nil nil against Alex McLeish. Did you have a pie? 
Sorry, with Alex McLeish? Uh, I'd, no, I'd need all day. Oh, wow, that's going to cost so, you, isn't it? And you know what? This Sunday morning, I was up for a run at half nine. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So You're a changed cred- man now. Credit term for <laughs> yeah. that. Self-crediting, good. You know what? I was so determined that I wasn't going to have a greasy burger because it was bad for me, but that I, didn't, I wasn't really thinking, oh, that, that, you know what? Those eight points might not be great. <laughs> <you know? laughs> that will do it. Um, let's finish on, on this before we get some questions. Um, Jonathan Codger. Uh, put up a little Instagram video. You're an Insta fan, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm back on the Insta now. Uh, yeah, I've been tagged you in something today on Instagram. Nice old old picture, Throwback Thursday. Yeah, I've seen the dressing room. I liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah. I didn't physically like it. Because oh, so if you liked it a lot, why didn't you like it well, on I'm, Instagram? That's I, the idea of Instagram, Tom. I didn't check it on Instagram. I'm not into the habit of checking Instagram yet. No, oh, you will, but yeah. it becomes addictive. Well, when I, I go all social media, when I go on holiday, I'm gonna get on the Instagram. Oh God, I can't wait for that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, all sorry for all those pictures of those rabbits that I had to endure. I've stopped that now. Have you? Yeah. What? Since they started eating each other. I've stopped. They, <laughs> We've had some, we some teething problems with the rabbit ra- rabbit recently. It's very, As very sad. Anyway, Jonathan Codger, this yeah. has been a very digressive podcast. People don't mind. Well, they'll either like it or they won't Yeah. at the end of the day, yeah. Um, uh, he's been out since uh, October with an ankle injury, but a long time before that as well, struggling. Uh, but posted a video of himself doing some ball work on uh, on the aforementioned Instagram. Keep you up, dribbling and close control. Always positive to see. Uh, players working hard to get back into fitness. Yeah, hopefully he'll be back before the end of the season, but I think we kind of rushed him back a little bit in the first place, so I imagine there'll be extra caution this time round. So, yeah, good. Good. One him, on, him back ASAP. Yeah, it's not going to be for, for, for a little while yet, is it? It's going to be one of those where, like you say, we can't rush him back again, no. but we probably won't see him again till. Till next year, do you? I mean, even if one of our worst options, worst nightmares happens and we do end up in the playoffs, which I suppose isn't as bad a nightmare as not being in the playoffs at all, but he might be a useful player for the for the, for the playoff picture. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just don't want to be in the playoffs. I keep thinking about it. I don't want to do it. It could be heartbreaking. Yeah. And I've had some heartbreak at Wembley before, but I think that would top the lot, especially if you finish third. How do you feel right now? Do you feel like we're going to... Do you feel second? Or... I think it's achievable. Yeah. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm 50, 50, 50, 50 yeah. on it, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. We either make it or we won't. It's tough, isn't it? Uh, yeah. it? It does make me feel a bit sick thinking about playoffs. I don't... Uh, I, honestly, I've watched some of those finals before and thought, Christ, the game with the one derby lost in the last minute, Bobby Zamora. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine? It'd just be horrible. And it, I do always feel... Like, I know. I think Huddersfield went up in third last year. I just feel generally like the team that finishes third doesn't go up. A lot of the time, mm. and I, th- so I think it'll be second or third for us. Yeah, let's stay let's stay positive and think that it's second. Absolutely. Um, I I meant to mention earlier the Villa View were at the fans consultation group meeting. Daniel Rollinson was uh, there yeah. on Tuesday. Yeah, uh, Dan Rollinson was there for for the Villa View. Rollinson. Uh, sorry, um, attended by a bunch of different fan groups. Uh, always good to get. Uh, fan questions to to the the club leadership: Keith yep. Wyness, Luke Organ, Tommy Jordan, uh, and Lee Priest. Wish I could remember what SLO stood for for Lee Priest's job title. Something officer, supporters liaison officer, but I'm that's, not sure that's, that's right. That's not a bad shout. Though. I'm not sure it's right though. Um, Let us know, Lee. 
Is there anything we obviously uh, debriefed with with Dan? Is there anything that stood out to you from the fan consultation? I that, need to look at the notes in front of me. That we need to, to look at. There wasn't though anything particularly. I don't it was think. interesting tidbits, but I, I, did, I decided it didn't warrant a whole video. The pitch, the pitch has came been, up. Yeah, has been one of the things. So it says here the pitch has deteriorated badly. The one thing we are used to at Villa fans is a beautiful pitch. It is always what was on the pitch that was the problem. I think Jonathan Thayer might have wrote this. What is the reason for this deterioration and what are the plans to address that? So, again, it's the recent and continuous wet weather has had a significant impact on the playing surface, which is clearly visible. In an attempt to mitigate these conditions, we purchased additional pitch lighting rigs in 2017, which has helped to some degree. The operations team are currently working on plans for a complete pitch replacement project, including undersoil heating, irrigation and drainage systems. These plans need to be finalised and submitted for financial consideration. I mean, it's all glitz and glamour, isn't it, in the football world? Everything is weighing on what league we're in, Yeah, I think, to the extreme that we're able to, to do things. Uh, stuff on the di- d- disabled supporters issues there. I thought the stuff on... Um, I mean, they didn't say an awful lot on the Lingby Bold Club uh, situation. I don't know if you remember a couple of weeks ago, Villa in links with... with um, joining forces with with a Danish team um, who are struggling financially. There's talk of us uh, making them our feeder club for the under-23s and obviously they're promising players as well. Um, I think Keith Wynas did say that it's a they do have a good youth system in yeah. place already, so it might be a, an advantage. He also talked about potential for more... Um, more collaboration with other other teams yeah. in the future. Rollo, that was one of the things I spoke to Rollo on the phone af- afterwards, on my way home from from the game on Tuesday, and he was quite excited by this. This seemed to have piqued his interest. Mm-hmm. So he was he was saying it all sounded really good. The stuff with Lingby and the feeder club stuff. So hopefully there'll be more news soon. Do you want to do the next one? I'll Got a bit of gas here. I've got a bit, of, the hiccup, bit well, of the hiccups. Well, we'll leave that. I think I don't think there's too much more to say. There's there's. It's one of those where there's there's a lot of information about media channels and obviously about um, the fans want to know about getting more information basically about about yeah. being more connected to the fans and that's something that since uh, since, since Dr Tony's come in Luke Organ Steve Round uh, Keith Winers they, they've all been working to give more information yeah. to the fans and, and Rollo put a lot put the stuff a lot of the key points up on Twitter right yesterday when the embargo. Was lifted. So if if you are one, to be fair, I know the, some of the other guys that were there. My old man says and Jonathan Fear at Vital Villa. They've put the full minutes up on their website. So head over to theirs if you do wish to read the entirety of the minutes. I think the main lesson I've learned here is that we probably should have done a video on it separately and not talked about it in the podcast. I don't feel like it's. We didn't sell podcast. it, did we? No, but it is a really useful. It is a really useful thing, and not all clubs have this. Yeah this relationship with their fans where fans can come in and air any concerns that they have and there be an open forum and it's an honest forum as well so ch- check it out on our on the other sites if you do want to wish the whole thing read the whole thing but Rollo did put up the main bits on uh, social media yesterday um, let's get on to a couple of Twitter points as well yeah. you, you get I've, got a, I've got a great one as that well. I told you about earlier uh, well let's go with this one first Wayne Homer says don't be reverting back to a negative show gents after a couple of poor results remember how down you were um, just before we won seven on the spin still roughly a quarter of the season to go that's an important point to remember um, with lots of twists and turns yeah I agree all the I best agree. yeah I agree with that a lot Wayne as I've said before I always think he's the voice of voice of reason. If I have an angel and devil on my shoulder, I'd like Wayne to be the angel. Would you? Who'd be yeah. the devil? Jolly and Lescott. 
<laughs> Although I wouldn't listen to him. I'll go Aston, oh, I'll just smash Aston him Rapid. Rapid. No, he's the devil. He is the devil. <laughs> Reincarnated. Um, Simon O'Regan, why do you think Hurahan splits opinion so much? Personally, I think he's excellent, albeit the last two games he's been a little bit poor. But when did we last have a centre midfielder who reached double figures in goals, which is two away from achieving? Hashtag Hurahan. I like, I like, I like that use of that hashtag. Yeah. Well done, Simon. Uh, we've, discussed, we've discussed it, haven't we? But yeah. I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of his. Uh, if anyone knows anything about Marmaris in Turkey, this is a uh, public service announcement. Please get in touch with Hoppo Ben underscore uh, Hop underscore Ben on Twitter. He's looking for some uh, he going holiday with? advice. I don't know if he's got a missus or he's going with family or, or whatever, but you can imagine he's the kind of guy you want to you want to sort a holiday song before he before before he goes <laughs> singing no, the car on the way to the airport. Nobody lo- loves, loves a chant. He loves a chant. That nobody guy. loves a song more. Get a nice than holiday chant going in the car before they before they get to the airport. Ben Hopkins, um, you said you were going to get up a good one. Yeah, this is a good one. Adam Wright, who did the great uh, the great fan cams after the after the Birmingham game, has messaged me to say, I have an invite to a friend's wedding, friend from school. It's the same day as the playoff final. Oh. RSVP already overdue. Already missing leads at home because of the stag. What shall I do? Oh, no. So I said, that is a tougher, and asked him the question, is it an all-day invite? And he said, evening, 1,700 arrival. To which I said, nah, forget that. If they don't invite you all day, you're not important enough to them. So he said, that's what I said. But the wife, as you would expect, disagrees. So I again said, tougher. And then Dan Rollinson said, just bin it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh yeah, done uh, yeah. it. It's very simple when you're not the one, not the one involved. Yeah. Uh, he said, he said his missus, had, and then after he must have delivered that message, and his missus said, she said, if he's not that important, then you don't need to go to the stag do, do you? Oh. So actually, I've not helped you. I've been a hindrance. I mean, fair play. In this instance, fair play. If the missus just came up with that on the spot, then then that's a great comeback. Yeah, it really is. I don't know what I'd do in that situation. I think you've got to take the risk. You've got to RSVP. You can RSVP as a yes and not go still. Yeah. Because I've had it where there's been a dropout at a wedding before on the day and I end up going all day because someone dropped out so I was like first reserve. Oh, were you? For a wedding. Was your missus invited to the yeah, whole yeah, day? Yeah, we both came. We mm-hmm. both went the whole day. Jimmy and Chantel, we were called. <laughs> for the whole day. That's why I name place, right. places. So I don't think I really look like a Jimmy. Did you introduce yourself as Jimmy to people? I think I did. was quite hammered and yeah. I ended up saying I was Jimmy to people. I'm sensing a theme mo- here. Most of the day. Yeah. That was my first time drinking on Saturday for two and a half months, to be fair to me. Yeah. So the fact that I did go up and go for the run is even more commendable. Yeah, go on. Congratulate yourself again, Thanks. please. I'll uh, wait for you too, Tom. I was hoping to get some congratulations from you. Uh, Mr. Wright, I would go... I would. You're sensible. You'd be I like, go to the wedding. Well, like, I know that I wouldn't could, have a choice. Could be, yeah. See, I knew that. You saw you two under the thumb. You are Tom. Not under the thumb. You are a little under the thumb. I am a You've little just bit. come across as under the thumb there. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen. I, I just know which side my bread's buttered. That's that's uh, all I'm saying. David Hunt. Eighty. Do you want to know what I'd be? He's difficult with the not knowing. Listen, that is the problem. If your if your wife turned around and said to you, "Look, Dan, you have to go." You have to go to the wedding. You would. That's, that's what you'd have to do. Yeah, but I'm the kind of guy who, my, on my wedding day, Villa were playing Chelsea at home, and I was still like a few weeks before thinking, what can I do to to get myself to this game or get it on the TV? <laughs> and no, did you get it? No, neither. Exactly. That's different. Though. It's not the playoff final. That's one league game. You can always miss. You can always miss the odd league game for things. But if we get to the playoff final, and he can't go, and it's not his wedding him. either, and he's not been invited all day. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, come on. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you if if I'd, I'd maybe be tempted to sacrifice the stag do at this point, 
to appease the missus. That's what I'd do. Depends how close a friend you are, really, you're, doesn't you're it? You're not that close if you're not going well, yeah, all day. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, have you just been, like, is it a kind of a wishy-washy invite to the stag, then sack the whole thing off? I'd be tempted to sack the stag off at this point. I hope, that, I hope his friend doesn't listen to this. I don't think he will. I think it's his missus's friend's wedding. That's that's. And nah, but, he said it was a schoolmate. His schoolmate. Right. He said it was his someone he's known since school. So he will have known him a long time. The thing is, if you sack the stag, if you sack, no, I mean, the this st- has really turned into the Jeremy Kyle show here. Uh, not really. I couldn't think of another. Chat, <laughs> I couldn't think of another chat show. Kil- Kilroy. If you uh, if you sack the stag off and then we qualify automatically, then you look like a mug, muppet, don't you? I know, but you, oh, I don't. It's difficult because I would go on. The I st- think he's got to sack, sack the stag to get away with the wedding. Go on the stag. Take a risk. Go on the snag. Be positive. RSVP yes to the wedding. And then if you have to cross that bridge, cross it later. And you, hopefully your missus won't remember and she's a good woman. Well, and she's not going to remember that he's gone to a stag do. I think she may remember <laughs> well, that time. Hopefully she's a good good woman and, and she'll she'll see the human side. See, I think once you've gone to the stag, that's it. Your card's marked. You have to go to the wedding once you've gone to the stag. <laughs> it's a it's a tough decision only you can make it. Let's get some comments in about this because it really is it's a tough one. Yeah, it's, I know what I'd do as I say. Yeah, in the I'd comments, not be going to the wedding. I would like it if the comments are dominated by this subject. That would be great. I'd not go to the wedding for sure. Really? I'd RSVP yes, but if Villa got to the playoff final, so I wouldn't you, be going to the wedding. So you're you're ruling yourself I'd, out of the stag I'd, as I'd well. I'd be saying plans have changed. I'd sacrifice the stag. Yeah, Presumably, I'd take, I'd take the hit. The the Leeds game is in April, isn't it? The twentieth of April, something like that. Uh, but then presumably he's already booked whatever's happening for the stag. Yeah, it depends what it is though. Is it, is it, abroad. Is it, is it abroad? We need more yeah. context, but yeah. Nothing would keep me away from the player final, is what I'm saying. That's very, as a very big question. I feel like every other question. Because if it was my own wedding, I would have made sure it was no, never a, a point where that where that could have happened. How far in advance did you book your wedding, though? A couple of years. It, well, like exactly. So you wouldn't. You might. We yeah, might have got known, relegated, and you wouldn't have known. Nah, we would have been. We'd have been into that by then. You wouldn't have known. That's I'd look rubbish. at the I'd look at the big events before I could. But it's like not I, say, his I, I could tolerate missing a league game. Like I knew there was a chance that was going to happen, and it happened. I was hoping it would get moved to the Sunday on my when it, the Villa game, and it didn't. It got moved to tea time kickoff, which was arguably worse for me. It's anyway. Like in the middle of speeches. Right. A great, a great question, and um, hopefully we'll get lots of feedback on that. Let's go for a couple more quickly. Uh, David Hunt, we're obviously back to the football. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> bored of that. I can't stop thinking about this wedding. We are obviously short of goals and creativity with Grealish and Adoma out. We need a short-term change until they're back. I think Sheffield Wednesday play three at the back, so I would go with Graben and Hogan up front. What do you think about that? We'll talk about it in the preview. Yeah? We we'll encourage people to watch the preview. Yeah, that's true. Oh, what a tease. Because we're at an hour. Are we? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, my goodness. I mean, 20 minutes of that is wedding chat, yeah. isn't it? Um, all right, Jack Hurley then. One more. Is uh, Do you think there's a reason Andre Green isn't playing? I've heard he has another hamstring issue, or is it just down to lack of fitness or something different? He's injured. He's injured. He's injured. 100% injured. Yeah. That's it. I don't know when he's back. But he's 100% injured. And if, even if he is fit again this weekend, he hasn't played enough football to really be in contention. OK, we'll actually finish with this one because it's more light-hearted. Yeah. George Fowler, do you think it's acceptable to turn up on an away day without a top-quality pair of trainers on? Uh, I saw a young lad, smartly dressed, but in a pair of Lonsdales at Fulham. Part of me died inside. <laughs> I told you to throw away them. Lonsdale. No, I, I, I did my dad sneak into sneak into Craven Cottage without me knowing. Sneakering, sneaker, oh, nice time. Uh, 
I don't really know what the dress the dress code is. I mean, I wear my John Motson coat quite a lot, and that gets absolutely hammered. Yeah, it does. When, when, I, when you, I wear it, you you combine it with the hat as well. Yeah, I've not done that since. I've not, <laughs> I've not, I've not done both since. I have to have my hair done now before the game for uh, AVTV commitments. Oh, yeah. So I have to do my hair regardless. Nice. Fair enough. Now whatsoever. I don't know whether there's a dress code per se, but you don't look like a tramp. I mean, I wore my Villa shirt and trainers, Nike, Nike Air Max, on Saturday, and then I ended up in quite a nice hotel drinking, and I was thinking I'm never getting in there, and I did. So maybe it doesn't matter sometimes. Well, fair yeah. enough. There you go. I, I mean, I, I wear what I want. <laughs> Do you? And nobody you, tells you me. You chose that? <laughs> yeah. I bet your wife puts that out, puts out a new shirt for you every morning for you to wear. I wish you did my ironing. Uh, I, I'm, I'm the only one that does ironing. Oh, really? Yeah. And Andrew's all mine. Does she? I've never ironed since me and Andrew have been together. You've got it all right. Seven you? years. Right, should we call it a night? Yeah. Good. Yeah, I think we definitely see anywhere to drive us in your relationship now. <laughs> I don't disagree. Yeah, with okay, it. good times. You do the outro. Oh, you you've done it again. You panicked last week. Thank I want to you. see you do it again. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching. Uh, make sure you comment, obviously, on the wedding situation, but also most importantly, the other things that we've been talking about as well. Hurrahan, the midfield debate. Uh, who you'd like to see at right back potentially? Twanzebi, does he does he start or does he does he get dropped? back in for El Mohammadi at right back. Uh, you've got to subscribe with your post notifications on. You've got to comment. You've got to make uh, reviews you... on iTunes yeah. as well. Yeah. You can't chip in if you're going to no, let me do it. because you've already said about comments. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. And uh, reviews. Yeah. All right. Carry on. Uh, we're going to do a match preview straight after this. So uh, look forward to that. It might be as rambly as this potentially was. Uh, thank you so much for for joining us we really appreciate it we love your questions we love your comments um, stick with the channel stick with the villa up the villa 2 out of 10 there ah! Sports Social Podcast Network oh 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 O'Reilly you need parts O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts need them fast we've got fast no matter what you need we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh.